Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good riddance. My name is Nick. This is the Tennis Podcast, the show where me and my various guest sidekick hosts guess each other's top 10 list. All new episodes will be returning before you know it, but in the meantime, I have another best of two-pack for you. The Super Bowl is coming up right around the corner, so let's revisit two foosball episodes from our archives. If you're not a sports fan, don't worry, because I'm not either. First up, it's episode number 118 from February 2021, the best and worst teams in NFL Super Bowl history. My sidekick host Brandon tries to guess the top five and bottom five teams with Super Bowl victories. Then, immediately following that, it's episode number 146 from September of 2021. On that episode, you can join me in guessing the top 10 most valuable college sports programs in America. If you're craving all new content, we do have a new bonus episode available now only for Tennis Pod Plus members. It's an Ask Me Anything style episode where I answer listener questions. You can listen to that right now at TennisPod.com plus, or just check the show notes for a direct link. Now let's get to it. It's time to huddle up for these football classics. Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Amell. I'm your sidekick host, Brandon. This is the show where every week we cover a different sport and go in-depth on the sport's stats and figures and analytics for that sport in, in excruciating detail. It would be excruciating if we were really doing that for both of us and for everybody listening. That's what we're doing. And on top of that, something else happened this past week. How? What'd you think of the, uh, the Lions winning the Super Bowl this past Sunday? <laughs> That's crazy, right? They weren't even in the no, playoffs. The, no, the Lions didn't even play in the <laughs> NFC or AFC championship game. So, yeah, it's incredible that they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they staged a they staged a violent coup at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was big fan of it. Something different. But listen, I'm dropping a lot of hints. If you can't figure it out by now, we are going to be talking about sports, mm-hmm. Super Bowl, bleh, football, bleh, foosball. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the NFL teams with the best and the worst Super Bowl record. Zuh. Okay, so it's actually two two lists? Yeah, the lists are small, so I, could, I figured we'd just do them both. My source from this is the, the fucking NFL and television, uh, but also sportingnews.com and Wikipedia compiled some lists for me. And we're looking at the, uh, let's see, top one, two, three, four, five, top six teams based on wins. Six is a weird number, but there's so many ties. Like, fourth place is like six teams. Mm -hmm. So, I went with just the top six. Uh, So, these are the six teams that have won the most Super Bowls. We're going to do that first. After that, we're going to do the top losers, the Brandons of the NFL. These are the teams that have had the most appearances in the Super Bowl, but zero Mm -hmm. victories. And how many of those are there? Five. Okay. Five of those. Um, And since... I'm not a football guy, and you are, but less so than I think you used to be. We're not going to spend a ton of time talking about stats of like the games and all that shit, the matches. What do they call it in foosball? The matches? <laughs> the games. They're just games. We're not going <laughs> to talk a lot about that, uh-huh. but I do have a bunch of random Super Bowl factoids to intersperse throughout here. Okay. So, there you go. We're talking about, so, uh, the, the day this episode releases is February 10th. 2021 year of our lord which means this prior sunday was the super bowl and brandon as of the time we're recording this do we know the two teams playing not yet almost probably later it's tonight. the chiefs and the chiefs and the bucks probably well we'll see okay give, give us your prediction we'll see if you're right by the time this comes out who's winning the super bowl 
I think Tom Brady is going to win another Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Yep. He's becoming like a, a, a living mythical legend at this point. He needs to be stopped. It's not even fun anymore. Yeah, he needs yeah. to be stopped. Well, he's probably just about done. Okay, so Brandon's choosing the Bucks. I think as we're recording this, the Bills and the Chiefs are still playing, but I'm pulling for the Bills just because, as you'll find soon enough, they have not had a ton of Super Bowl success. Right. So, anyway, Brandon, what is a Super Bowl? Tell the folks at home. Super Bowl is the championship of the National Football League. Now, football, that's soccer, right? Wink, wink. Wait, American football yeah. is American f- football. Played with that, with that oblong ball. Yep, has very little to do with the foot. Not nothing to do, but little to There's do with the There's only one guy who's really using his foot for the ball. I guess you're using your feet to run while holding the ball, right. but you don't, yeah. Anyway, Super Bowl is the annual American football game that determines the champion of the National Football League. The game culminates a season that begins in the prior calendar year and is the conclusion of the NFL playoffs. The winner receives the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Before the 1970 merger between the American Football League and the National Football League, two leagues met a few times in a Super Bowl-like game. However, the first marketed Super Bowl, as in the name Super Bowl, was broadcast on TV in, uh, let's see, January 1969, Super Bowl III was technically the first time that name was used. Yep. They retroactively tried to call the other ones Super Bowl I and II, but they weren't really. So, since 19, well, 1967, technically, and with the name since 1969, Super Bowls happened every January. It's one of the biggest fucking events in American history. I mean, honestly, it should be a holiday here. So, yeah, what, I, I have other stats I'll share as well, but I'll, I'll hold on to those for now. Why don't you give me a few guesses? Uh, I know you probably do know the number one and two teams, probably, and you're probably going to do pretty well on this list. But go ahead and guess, top winningest NFL teams at the Super Bowl in history. Uh, the one that I've had a few written down um, on each list, on the best Super Bowl teams in history, how about the Seahawks? Hmm. Are they on that list? They're not. I wonder where they are though. Let's see. Seahawks are down in like the teens, like oh, okay. between 10 and 20. Uh, they have one victory out of three appearances. How about the Packers? The Packers. They have won a Super Bowl. They also win the Super Bowl of one of the worst, dumbest names of, the, of a team. Is it my alone on that? I hate that name. What? The Green Bay Packers. And why are the Green Bay getting a fucking team anyway? It's because they're in that like greater Chicagoland area. They're like sort of right in between Chicago and Detroit. And it's mostly like a Wisconsin team, right? Yeah. Is Packers like they're pa- Milwaukee is though. Packers like they're packing cheese? Is that it? I don't know. It's a stupid name. Love cheese. The, the, okay, so the easy go-to joke is that they're packing fudge. Yeah. I didn't even want to say it because it's so easy. Oh, um... Well, they're tied for number three. Needing to outfit his new squad, team founder. So, the guy who founded the Green Bay Packers, who play at Lambeau Field, his name was Curly Lambeau. <laughs> he solicited funds from his employer, the Indian Packing Company. Hmm. They gave him $500 for uniforms and equipment in return for the team being named for the sponsor. Early newspaper article referred to them as the Indians, but then they, uh, by the time they played their first game, uh, they had been named to the Packers. Should have named them the Redskins. All right. Well, there's a problem with that one. Yeah, I know. That's the joke. 
The Green Bay Packers are tied for number three. In the top six here, it's just number one, two, and three because mm-hmm. there are a bunch of ties. So Packers are tied for three. They have five Super Bowl appearances, four wins, and one loss. That's tied for the best win record on this list, which is 80% success rate at the Super Bowl. And their most recent Super Bowl win came in 2010. Who'd they play that year? That was Super Aaron Bowl Rogers. 44, and they played the Colts. Uh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong year. They played the Steelers. They won 31 to 25. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you never thought you'd hear so much sports talk out of my mouth, Do you huh? know who Aaron Rodgers is? Yeah, he's the quarterback of the Packers. What else do you know about Aaron Rodgers? That's it. That's literally it. Why? Am I, what, is there something I'm missing? Well, lots of stuff. He looks a little bit like he's got crazy eyes. Hmm. He's dating or he's married to um, Olivia Munn. Aren't the Packers, correct me if I'm wrong, they are pretty consistent, like a consistent playoff team at least, right? Yep. They're usually pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's Packers number three. Did you know that the Super Bowl is the second largest day in the U.S. for food consumption? Yes. The only day that beats it is Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's all the snacks. It's the nachos. and the, That the is my favorite part of the Super too. Bowl. Wait, what? Oh, he's not dating Olivia Munn anymore. He also dated former NASCAR driver Danica Patrick. Yeah, but who hasn't? Uh, whoa. (laughs) That's funny because she's in a bunch of Super Bowl commercials for GoDaddy. Okay, well, you didn't act impressed with my knowledge, with my fact of the second largest day for food consumption. Did you already know that? Yeah, it's a big day for like getting wings and snacks and pizza. You said something about the toilet. Yeah, and then there's also the, that like, there's like a trivia fact that the biggest toilet usage of the year is during halftime uh, of the Super Bowl. Oh, well, there's lots of parties during the Super Bowl usually. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for the COVID party this year. Yeah, I could see that. A I lot usually of toilet don't, flushing going I usually on. don't go to a Super Bowl party. I actually don't know if I'll be able to watch it this year. We... Got rid of uh, like regular TV and I don't think any of my, like I'll have to pay for a different streaming level or something to have the Super Bowl, I think. Uh, But I'll watch it. You just have an antenna. I guess, but I can't get the antenna to work at my house. I don't know why. It's not very exciting to talk about unless there's a listener out there who knows a whole lot about TV antennas. So, Sidekick Host on Twitter, help me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to watch it like I'd normally watch it, which is at home mostly by myself, with my snacks. So, I can... That's like any day of the year then for you. I don't mind the commercials or anything like that. And I don't mind the halftime show, but I really want to watch the football game. Speaking of the halftime show, we did cover the top 10 best halftime show performances back on episode 73. And the halftime show usually sucks. Usually, yeah. The one by Prince was the best. Yeah. I mean, there's a few good ones in there, but for the most part, they're like, yeah. Do you know what Brett Favre's uh, middle name is? Mm, what? Lorenzo. Now, you know what? I actually love that. If I gave you 100 guesses, you, there's no way you would have guessed Lorenzo. No. That's a badass middle name though. I actually love that name. Uh, did you know that he has the most career, interte- <laughs> career interceptions thrown and the most time sacked and the most fumbles? Well, then why is he so good? Oh, let's see. At the well, time of his retirement, has... he was the NFL's all-time leader in passing yards, passing touchdown, and quarterback wins. Yeah, when you're, when you're playing that much football, I guess all those things are bound to happen. But yeah, he did a lot more winning than, he, than losing. Yeah. 
he also showed his wiener. He took a picture of his wiener for a woman who was like a sports trainer, I think. Wait, you're going to have to fill me in here. Huh? Did you already know this? No, no. Fill me in. I don't know anything about this. In 2010, the NFL investigated Favre for allegedly sexting and leaving inappropriate voice messages for Jets game day host, Jen Sturger, during the 2008 season. He sent her a picture of his uh, wiener and... He was, <laughs> Do you have to say wiener? <laughs> his def- That makes it sound less offensive his, than it is. His dick. He sent her a picture of his Thank dick you. and it's... Okay. You've seen it? Yeah, it's odd looking. And you also, behind his wiener, you can see that he's wearing Crocs. So, she leaked this. Yeah, it's... I wouldn't say it's super skinny, but it's skinnier than you would think with uh, like a big mushroom head on it. Oh, man. This is great. It looks like a little shovel. <laughs> he's got a shovel dick. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if you... If the, I mean, yeah. Uh, let's not get into... The pros and cons of the the shovel-shaped dick like I was about to do. But isn't it true that Brett Favre, once he left the Packers, like in the 90s, I think, or early 2000s, he never really had success after that, right? With the Vikings? Yeah, he did. They they went to the... they, They never won a Super Bowl. They never even got to a Super Bowl. They went to the playoffs. Big whoop. So does fucking 25 other teams every year. No, they don't. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more than a dozen. There's a bunch. Sure. All right. Well, give us another guess. How about the Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowboys have sucked for a long time, I hear. They have. But they used to be pretty good because they're tied for number two. Does that surprise you they're that high? No. They have eight Super Bowl appearances, which is among the most ever. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's tied for second most ever. Five wins, three losses, and in fact, they won three out of four times between 92 and 95. But that is their most recent Super Bowl win, 1995. Yep. And among the top teams we're going to talk about today, this is the longest distance, like the the longest to go that one of these teams has last appeared in a Super Bowl. I know they've had glimmers of hope here and there where they've made it to the playoffs since then, but they never really gotten close to the Super Bowl, as far as I know, since 95. No, I mean, they've been fun to watch. Uh, they've been a, a fun to watch many seasons, but no, not since Deion Sanders left have they been any good. What year was that? I think he left in like 96 or 97. Well, I'm going to hold you to that. And if you're wrong, then you're a liar. Barry Switzer was the coach during their last uh, Super Bowl win. I love Barry Switzer. But he did not do very well with the Cowboys. That's a great name. Barry Switzer. This sounds like a name that was meant to be famous, you know? He's the king. Sure. Cowboys, you either love them or hate them, right? They're Most Amer- people hate them. They're America's team, right? Yeah. They're known as America's team. I've never talked to anyone that's like, I love the Cowboys. Oh, really? I th- there's a lot of, I think Oklahoma probably has more Cowboys fans than any other uh, NFL team. Cowboys and then probably Chiefs. Oh, and Browns now. More than the Dolphins? Way more than the Dolphins. <laughs> Surprising. Did you know that the 1972 Dolphins capped off the only perfect season in NFL history with their victory in Super Bowl VII? I didn't know that. I didn't know that no team has ever had a perfect season besides that. Didn't the Patriots have a perfect season? Not according to this. Hmm. And when it comes to this or you, I'm choosing this. The only team with multiple Super Bowl appearances and no losses. So, that means 
They've been to the Super Bowl more than once, and they've won every time. Do you know the team that's done that? Nope. Baltimore Ravens. So there you go. Oh, it was the 2007 New England Patriots season in which the Giants defeated them in the Super Bowl upset, and the Patriots were not able to go uh, as undefeated. Hmm. Imagine if Tom Brady had that feather in his cap, undefeated season, plus everything else he's already gotten. I mean, he would, there'd be no disputing him as the greatest his of all time. His cap looks like a peacock's ass with all the feathers yeah. in it. You know, a peacock is one animal where you can truly say hell of an ass and it's like completely accurate, no argument. Yeah, it's dazzling. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dazzling you know ass. What? I've seen a couple dazzling asses in my day, but peacock, pretty good. A peacock's ass is so dazzling. That, you know, in, in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro, they have that, what is the festival or like the party, the parade where they're all dancing in the street? Oh, the butt festival. Yeah, that butt festival. Well, it might as well be because they've got like some of the, the, the Brazilians are known for their butts. They have the, you know, the Brazilian butts, but then they wear an outfit <laughs> that looks like a peacock's tail on top of that. So, okay. that's how good a peacock's tail is. That even if you have the butt of all butts and you want uh-huh. to accentuate it further, you go for the peacock's peacock. butt. It's the creme de la creme of butts. Did you know that the peacock, the one that has the big tail, like, like you think of when you think of a peacock, mm-hmm. is the boy peacock. It's the man peacock. Yeah. It's the dude. Showing off. The lady has a boring ass tail. Yeah. So, it's just nice, you know, score one for men, right? Finally. Because, Yeah. The boy peacock has dead ass. I'm here for it. Right. Did you know, I'm sure you do know this, the Super Bowl has frequently been the most watched American TV broadcast of the year. In fact, the seven most watched broadcasts in American history are Super Bowls. So, one through seven most watched TV shows ever, Super Bowls. And in 2015, Super Bowl, let's see, 49, became the most watched American TV program in history with an audience of 114 million viewers. That's the fifth time in six years that the game had set a record. Do you watch the Super Bowl usually? Super Bowl is usually the only NFL game I watch each year. Do you watch the actual game or like what's going on in your head while you're watching the Super Bowl? What are you thinking about? What are you looking for? The snacks. (laughs) Uh, But when it comes to my eyes on the TV, I never come in like, you know, thinking about the game, like, who wonder who's going to win? Wonder how fucking number, (laughs) jersey number 12 is going to do this game. (laughs) Uh, But I do end up watching it, like, you know, because you get into it once it's going. Right. So, I do end up like watching the game pretty much and the commercials. You realize like if you just started watching more games, it sounds like you would enjoy them. Can't do it. Okay. But some people watch it specifically for commercials and just enjoy the I kind of just like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The whole deal. But I I have to admit the commercials seem to be worse lately or not as fun. I mean, I've never really been bowled over by them. I like the fact that you get sneak peeks at like movies and TV shows and stuff, but I don't really, the commercials don't like make me slap my knee and Slap Guffaw your knee. and chortle and yeah. yuck and all that. No. Chortle. <laughs> I've heard you chortle. It's not it's a pretty disgusting. sight. Let's talk about the Super Bowl commercials though since we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has probably heard that the commercials for the Super Bowl are the most expensive of any kind. Let me lay the foundation a little bit. A report by Ad Age reported that a 30 second spot on a national TV program 
This is an average program throughout the year, not the Super Bowl. Just that your average 32nd national spot is about $115,000 as of 2020. $115,000. Now, the Super Bowl, what do you think it was in 2020? If the normal average spot is $115,000, what is the Super Bowl 32nd spot? I think the 32nd spot is like $2 million. $5.6 $5.6 million in 2020 for a 32nd Super Bowl spot. And that sounds like a lot, and it is. But all the listeners should keep in mind, that's $5.6 million just for the spot. That doesn't include making the commercial, paying your celebrity endorsement, all that shit. Yeah. So, this 32nd spot is going to end up costing you tens of millions of dollars. It'd be awesome if someone spent all their money on the spot and then just like made something, uploaded something with their iPhone. <laughs> like there, there used to be this guy who did his own commercials. He was a local truck dealer, like car and truck dealer, Chevy dealer. And I would listen to the radio in the morning. He did his own commercials and they were 30 second commercials, which is a long commercial, the radio world. Yeah. And you could completely tell that he didn't write a damn thing down or practice anything. <laughs> he just rambled for like 20 seconds of the 30 seconds about all the great deals and trucks and shit you could get and i always thought that was super ballsy he was just like no fuck it i'll just (laughs) and yeah somebody should do that should pay for the spot and then upload something from their iphone that is just worthless everyone would be talking about it's the only thing people would be talking about the next day what if someone had the money and the means and they spent three 30 second spots 90 seconds they wanted them all in a row Mm -hmm. 90 seconds of airtime, and it was just a person talking to their camera about like their favorite movies Do you think the NFL would air it or the broadcast network would air it? Yeah. I think it would be the most talked about commercial in Super Bowl history. Yeah. I'm here for it. If any of our listeners out there are millionaires, we endorse you doing this plan on our behalf so we can enjoy it. The 2020 cost of 5.6 million is about 4,800% higher than the average cost of a non-Super Bowl ad. And the first Super Bowl ever, Super Bowl one, the cost of an ad was $37,000. So, it's gone up a butt. But uh, $5.6 million in 2020, that's almost as much as a 30-second ad spot here on the Tennis Podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. So, give us another guess. Mm, how about the 49ers? Yeah, the 49ers. Are they above or below the Cowboys? They're not tied with the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. They are. That's what I was going to guess. On my notes, they're above, so that's why. You're right. They're tied for number two with the Cowboys, but they've lost less time, so I think that's why they're oh, yeah. higher, even though they're... So, the 49ers tied for number two, seven Super Bowl appearances, five wins, two losses, but their most recent win was 94. They did appear in 2012 and 2019, but they uh, lost both of those. Bummer. Yep. 49ers, also a dumb name. I got to say, you know NFL what, you know is what like... It's about? I know it has a meaning of some kind. I think it's 1849, right? Like the gold rush. Yeah, gold rush. But I got it. But what the fuck does that have to do with fucking anything? The NFL and American football is like the biggest thing in America. Like it's the most powerful sport, brand, everything. But most of their team names and logos kind of suck. Well, to me, if, if your team is going to be the 49ers, you need a mascot that is like an old toothless coot with a pickaxe. <laughs> coot. Right? Yeah. I agree. I mean, they've got... What is their mascot? I mean, I'm looking... Just a giant four and a giant nine fucking each other on the Here, field? Their official mascot is Sourdough Sam. He wears a jersey number 49. I'm looking at Sourdough <sighs> Sam. 
he is a lantern jawed cowboy looking guy. This is not. He does have a pickaxe though. I mean, let's give him that. Does he? Yeah. Well, in some of them he does. But he does look like someone you don't want to be locked in a room with by yourself. Okay. So, I'm looking at the updated. I was looking at an old one in which he didn't have a beard. With a shaved face, he looks almost like Gaston. But with the beard and his mouth opened crazily wide like that. (laughs) Okay, I actually like the look of this mascot a little bit better, except his eyes need to be crazier and they need to take some black magic marker and get rid of some of those teeth. Dye his hair gray. Yeah, it needs to be more wiry. Yeah. He doesn't need to be handsome. Well, I feel like we're getting into boring territory. So, let's head back to the guesses. You have Packers, Cowboys, and 49ers, three of the top six teams. Mm -hmm. Who's left? How about uh, the Saints? No, the Saints are, scrolling here, Saints are way down, probably in the 20s. One victory and one appearance, 2009. How about the Giants? The Giants, yeah. The Giants are tied for number three with the Packers. Uh, the five Super Bowl appearances, which is four win and one loss. And along with the Packers, they have an 80% win record at the Super Bowl. And their most recent win was 2011. I believe that was against the Patriots. It's another weird uh, mascot name. I think this is probably the most the consistent thing we could compare teams. Their name is the Giants. It's not very like, like a giant man, giant monster. That's what it should be. I just did a Google image search for New York Giants mascot. I see... A little boy, like the mascot's literally just a little boy. Uh-huh. The costume of a little boy in a New York Giants helmet. I'm looking at it here. Mascots are so stupid. <laughs> like, why, why do we have that? I mean, gives a fuck. So, the New York Giants mascot is either a bobblehead or a baby. Yeah, that's, yeah. Bobblehead. That's got to be it. Do you see the one? If It's the second image on mine. Where you see the baby's head open, its eyes are closed, yeah. and the mouth is open, you can see the person's it head kinda, inside. Its mouth kind of looks like a nutcracker. Yes, and holding a can of Campbell's Chunky Soup. And the player next to it looks like, holy sh- Oh, there's a face inside! That's what I said. There's a little woman in there. Is it a woman? Yeah. Looks like a woman. Well, women have come a long way, haven't they? And she's holding a tray with a bowl of Chunky Soup. You just going to repeat everything I say now? Victor Cruz is looking at her like, fuck this lady just walk out here with soup and this big <laughs> nutcracker bobblehead on. Well. I know you did not just bring me that soup. He's like, bitch, we're down by 40 points and you've got this soup. <laughs> you did not just bring me chunky soup to the sideline. <laughs> the eyes of this mascot are closed partially to where it looks like. It looks like it's in ecstasy. <laughs> I was gonna say, it looks like it's a mid-orgasm. Oh, look, there's another picture later on and Victor Cruz is like happily eating the soup. I see it. It's probably a commercial. Is it his mom inside? I'll bet it is. His mom brought him soup and they were like, hey, before you go out there, let me tell you, uh, we need you to change into this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I uh. went shopping. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm going to need you to put on this fucking bobblehead nutcracker. <laughs> Victor Cruz is like, uh, mom, she's crying inside. Just eat the soup. <laughs> she does not look happy. Just eat the soup. I'm humiliated. 
<laughs> I hate this mascot. Oh, yeah, this, so that's the New York Giants. <sighs> yeah, it's the New York Giants. Give me another guess. Mm. The Bears? Nope. No Bears there in the teens. Mm. Uh, what about the Redskins? No, it looks like they're, ti- they're tied for fourth place, but they're tied with like three other teams. You know, my football knowledge only kicks in in like the 90s, so there's another 20 or 30 years that... Yeah, okay. Well, I'll say, so you're missing two, mm-hmm. and they both have victories in the 2010s. The Eagles. No. Eagles are tied for... They have one victory and two losses. Oh, the Steelers. The Steelers. Tied for number one. The Akron, Ohio Steelers. I think I have that right. They're tied for number one with eight Super Bowl appearances, six wins and two losses. That's a pretty good record. Pittsburgh people will stomp your balls for saying Akron, Ohio. (laughs) You know... Stomping my balls. That's such a fucking violent visual. It's like think of a curb stomp, but the balls. I mean, we all say balls shit all the time, like kick you in the balls, but just stomping on the balls. It's harsh. Get you. Well, they're going to love this though, because their most recent win was in 2008. However, they also appeared and lost in 2010 to the Packers. Yeah. But there's one team that is tied with the Steelers at number one, who's won the same amount but has appeared in a lot more. In fact, they had the record for the most Super Bowl appearances. I'm sure you know it. What? Are you... The Patriots. I was about to get... I didn't know you were asking for another guess. I've been waiting yeah, to the guess Patriots. the Patriots. Well, I think you're just trying to save face now in retrospect. I think you're well, the f- football stupid. You didn't know. The first one I wrote down. God damn it. <laughs> yes, the Patriots. Oh, well, you didn't guess it. Officially. I was too busy looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers mascot, Steely McBeam. No, I think you're confused. It's the Akron, Ohio Steelers. Yeah, the Steely McBeam. Oh, it's stupid. It's just like a worker holding a steel beam. Yeah, he's a big... See, again, they're all stupid. He has a big butt chin. Yeah. He's not very fun. He's holding a steel beam. No, none of them are. The Patriots... Like, the Bears and shit is a good name. Like, the Bears, the Eagles, the Rams. These are cool teams. And then the Steelers, like, it's a fucking uh, occupation. Yeah, it's not like a... Even firefighters would be more fun. Yeah. But the Patriots is also a boring name. It's better than Steelers, but I don't know. Patriots. Tell us about New England Patriots. They have a record 11 Super Bowl appearances. Their most recent win was in 2018, but this is the stuff I found most most interesting. We're living through a dynasty, people, if you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. The Patriots have appeared in literally more than 50% of the Super Bowls in the 2010s. The dynasty is definitely over now. Yeah. How did they do this year? Did they even make the playoffs? It's fun. They just fell off a cliff. Well, I don't know. If one they, year actually, I don't know if they made the playoffs, but they're definitely not going to the Super Bowl. Nine out of eleven Super Bowl appearances for the Patriots have been since the year two thousand one, which was their first year with Tom Brady. Their original Pat the Patriot logo that they used for the mascot was really cool. It was just a regular old guy, a beefcake kind of He Man looking guy. Dressed like mm-hmm. a rev- revolutionary Minuteman, but he's getting ready to hike a football and run all over your ass. Yeah, he is a badass. I don't like the mascot version of him, though. No, I the, like mascot the cartoon version drawing of him I'm seeing looks abs- like Gaston. Looks like yeah, the, again, looks like Gaston. And you know, we haven't even addressed the elephant in the room here, talking about all these mascots, mm-hmm. furries, furry conventions. Oh yeah, like Fit, right, they- explain to the folks at home what furries are. 
they dress up in furry <laughs> costumes and then and make love to and each then other fucking <laughs> yeah. but they and you know what if you're into that it's cool but i don't but think it's, it's like i don't think they're as much into mascots as like that's just a, yeah it's a convenient way to look more animal in appearance to put more fur all yeah, over yeah they're body. usually yeah. animal but they are in a mascot costume like literally yeah i would but bet just that, like you know since leggings have gotten more popular if there's a company that has Something that is skin tight, but fur based. I bet the f- oh baby. Well, the furry community is also probably not the most like skin tight, clothes friendly community. No, but they rub all. Over. They don't even penetrate with the sex. I bet the furries love that cats movie, the CGI <laughs> yeah. cats movie where they look like yeah. cat people. They're the only ones in the world that liked it. Shout out to all all of our furry listeners. And that's, so that's the New England Patriots. Yeah, so we got, we did the top six here. So, these are the most winningest Super Bowl teams. Uh, Tied for number three are Green Bay Packers and New York Giants. Tied for number two are the Dallas Cowboys and the San Fran 49ers. Tied for number one, the Steelers and the Patriots. Patriots have the most appearances, but I forgot to mention, they do have the worst win percentage of the top. The Patriots? Of this list. Yeah. Because they've appeared in 11, six wins, but five losses. Now, so that's a 0.545%. So, we're now talking about those teams with the worst Super Bowl records. Yeah. How many are tied for each position? There's two number twos and three number ones. Okay. Oh, so that's how many we're doing. Three number ones and two number twos. Okay. Gotcha. So, these are the teams with the most appearances with no wins. Right. Since there's three number ones, I can always... I can all go ahead and cross a number one off the list because I know the Buffalo Bills are a huge Super Bowl loser. The Buffalo Bills, they have lost four Super Bowls in a row. Yeah. They're the only team to do that. They appeared at four Super Bowls in a row between 1990 and 1993. They lost all of them. To the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, three of them to the Cowboys or at least two or three of them to the Cowboys. Their most recent appearance was that, 1993. But I do have a note that bef- uh, before the Super Bowl, they did win two AFL championships in the 1960s. So, if you're a Bills fan, you got that to hold on to. Or they're holding on tonight. That's true. Yeah, that's what... So, it's possible... I guess I could look at the score of the game. It's possible as we're talking... Yeah, we're recording this as the Bills are playing the champion, the uh, deciding game with the Chiefs. The Chiefs currently lead 38-21 to 21 yeah. with four minutes and eight seconds left in the fourth they quarter. They can still do it. They can still do it. I <laughs> I doubt that. They can still do it. You want to tell me they can't do it? All right. If you're asking me if the Buffalo Bills could score two unanswered touchdowns and a field goal in four minutes and six seconds. Four minutes and six seconds is an eternity in football. But guess what? You're going to look pretty dumb if, as we're recording this, the Bills already won the Super Bowl and here you are talking about how they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more likely at this point that they stage a coup and take the Super Bowl that way. Like the Lions did. You know, the Chiefs and the Bucks, that's what it's looking like it's going to be. That's a pretty big game. Yeah. Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Bills are tied for number one. So, who do you think is tied with them? How about the Raiders? No, the Raiders, the Raiders are tied for fourth place on the wins. Oh. But they haven't won one since 2002. How about the Ravens? No, no Ravens. 
the... Remember, I told you earlier, they are the only team to go to more than one Super Bowl and never lose. Oh, right. But there's another bird in the top losers. Oh, uh, Eagles. No. Cardinal. Eagles won, remember, just a few years ago. No, not the Cardinals. The Falcons. The Falcons are tied with the Bills for number one. If it wasn't the Falcons, I was running out of birds. But all those birds are better than Packers. Yeah. The Falcons um, were an expansion team in 1966. And uh, they did make two appearances, most recently in 2017, no wins. But there are two other animals in the top five losers here. Animals? Okay, <laughs> that's helpful. <clears throat> oh, the Rams would be another loser animal. No, the Rams have won. Oh. The Rams beat, uh, they, yeah, they won in 2001. You said there are more loser animals? Yeah, two of them. And these animals could beat the shit out of a bird. Well, is one of them the bears? No. Hmm. Let's see where the bears at here. The bears have won one and lost one. Is one and of they them, won in 85 and lost in 06. Is one of them the redskins, you racist piece of shit? <laughs> no. How about the jaguars? Are they sticking? No to jaguars. Jaguars on a different list. I'll tell you about in a second. Uh, is Washington sticking with the name football team? Washington football team? Or is that just like an interim name? It's supposed to be an interim name. I heard one of them is one of them was like a, like a patriotic type name and it seemed to be the better fit. I think it's narrowed down to two. Yeah, it says on Wikipedia that the uh, team rebranded to the Washington football team pending adoption of a more permanent replacement. The Redskins, uh, we did cover the Redskins cheap plug here on episode 17 when we covered the most valuable sports franchises. Those are the sports teams that are worth the most financially. So that's episode 17. We did cover the redskin controversy then too. So you still need two animals in the top losers here. Hmm. They both say meow. Meow. Of the Carolina Panthers? The Carolina Panthers are tied for number two. See, like they're just not even on my radar really. Weren't they good like a few years ago? Well, yeah, I know they were because they appeared in the Super Bowl in 2015. They've got Cam Newton. Yeah. Who is really awesome, but I don't know if they have... I don't know what they got going other than that. Well, Panthers. Oh, wait. Cam Newton is on the Patriots now. Oh, well, he's not doing much for them then. But the Panthers, I thought was uh, cool that they're the newest team we've talked about. 1995 was their first season. Mm -hmm. So, they got a lot of time to make it work. But which, which kitty cat Stop is it. tied with the Panthers at number two? Hmm. You said no Jaguars. I'll give you a hint. Their most recent Super Bowl appearance was 1989. Oh, the Bengals. The Bengals, Cincinnati. They appeared at Super Bowl 16 and 23. No wins though. But they're tied for number two with the Panthers. Poor Bengals have been not good for a long time. The Bengals are like a team I always forget even exists. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously you could probably tell. You, well, Brandon, you know I don't watch football. Mm -hmm. But I have a pretty decent knowledge of like, I'm into stats and figures. So, like, I have looked at the Super Bowl records before doing this list today. So, I, I, I'm familiar with all the teams, I'm saying. I could name, probably name every team if I was put on the spot, even though I never watch. But the Bengals are what, probably the, I might forget to include them. It's too bad that they went with a color scheme that also has to be the same colors as the Tiger. Because, I don't know. But the ma actual mascot, Day the Tiger. What's his name? His name is Who Day. W Who Day? Like Who Dare? Yeah. Like Who Day? Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, he's a nice looking tiger mascot. 
Well, well, he's a tiger. He's, like a real, he's a Bengal, though. He's, he's like not a tiger. Tradi- oh, is a Bengal different from a tiger? Yes. I thought a Bengal was a type of tiger. I don't think so. I just looked it up. It says the Bengal tiger is a tiger from a specific population of the yeah. blah, 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 blah. You believe everything you read on the internet? Come on. Well, when it backs up what I knew to be the truth about fucking tigers. So, why don't they just call themselves the tigers then? Because they're a specific type of tiger. Okay. They're saying <laughs> they we're don't... not snow tiger. We're not a... What other kind of tigers? There are no snow tigers. You're thinking of a snow leopard. No, there's a white tiger. Yeah, but he's not a snow tiger. Oh, there can be white Bengal tigers. Let's not talk about tigers anymore. We're revealing our tiger ignorance. This isn't a tiger fucking podcast, although that is an idea. Thank you for subscribing to TigerCast, <laughs> hosted by two people who don't know anything about tigers or football. Yeah. I can make tiger noises though. Watch this. Okay. Quit that. Every one of your cat noises, every one of them sounds like a cat that needs to be put down. Whoa, no, I will not stand for that. Apologize. It sounds now. like a cat that's in physical pain. That's cold. That's These are fighting words. Okay, I'm fucking upset. Wait. You're fucking hurting my feelings. If you had a cat that was in great pain and wasn't meant to live, was making sounds well, like, kill me. These cats are agitated because they're, they're getting amped up for the game. That's not how your sound makes them sound, seem. Well, you don't know fuck all about cats. Thought there was a snow tiger. Well, listen, the team that you have yet to guess Mm -hmm. does love the snow. The Broncos? No. Broncos have definitely won. Loves the snow. Broncos have won three and lost five. Hmm. Well, dolphins don't love the snow. Not the dolphins. Do Vikings love the snow? Of course they do, because they're in Minnesota. That's true. Minnesota Vikings tied for number one. And this is sad because, quick recap, the other teams we've talked about, the Bengals, 1989 was their last appearance, Panthers, 2015, Falcons, 2017, the Bills, 93, and maybe 2021, depending on how this goes, the Vikings haven't even made a Super Bowl appearance since 1976. God bless. Since your college years, Brandon. That's before I was born. They have the longest time since the last appearance. Uh, and since their creation in 1961, they did appear in four Super Bowls, one zero of them, but they did win the NFL championship in 1969, which was the last year before the AFL-NFL merger. They are the most successful NFL franchise to never win a Super Bowl. Yep. What a bunch of stinkers. You know, uh, Prince liked the Vikings. He's all, you know, he's... Well, it's because he's from Minnesota. He's from, yeah, uh, Minnesota. And he, There's a law that says you have to love the team of the city and state you're born in. You know, he had to also just love, like, the fact that they were purple, too. That just, yeah. like, made his love for them even stronger. Which is interesting because I don't... Purple is not a very Viking color. No. More like blood red. Or just blood, period. I'm going to give you those losing teams again. These are the top losers. Most appearances with zero wins. The Cincinnati Bengals and Carolina Panthers are tied at two and all three tied at one. The Atlanta Falcons, Minnesota Vikings, and Buffalo Bills. So, according to this, the best teams in NFL history are the Patriots and the Steelers. And the worst teams are the Bills and the Vikings. However, that's not actually true because I have a bonus list here. I'm not going to make you guess it. Okay. I'm just going to tell you. But these are the teams that have never even appeared in the Super Bowl. Oh, could I get, I could guess some of those. 
Yeah, let's just do them quick, though. And they're ranked by their most recent playoff experience. So if they've appeared recently, they're number one, in other words. So give me the top four. The Tennessee Titans? No, they've appeared in the Super Bowl, oh. 2001 or two against the Rams. The Texans. The Texans are number two. They appeared in the 2018 playoffs, but they've never won the Super Bowl. The Jaguars. Or appeared. The Jaguars are number three. They appeared in the 2017 playoffs, but have never appeared in a Super Bowl. And what team did I start today's show talking about? They did the coup, remember, this year? Oh, the Dolphins. No, the Lions. Oh, the Lions, that's right. The Dolphins have definitely been at the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions have not. They did make the 2016 playoffs. So, do you know the team that before 2020, they are in the 2020 playoffs, but before that, they hadn't been in the playoffs since 2002, and they've never been in a Super Bowl? That's the Buccaneers. No. Oh? Buccaneers, let me see where they are. The Buccaneers have won one in 2002. They're another team that until, other than like... Until Brady, I forgot about them too. Yeah. yeah. What team has the uh, OU quarterback on it right now? Well, there's a couple teams that have an, an OU Heisman Award winning quarterback. The Cleveland Browns have Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um... Kyler. So, when's the last time the Browns have been in a Super Bowl? How many times have they been in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Two. Zero. Cleveland Browns have never been in a Super Bowl. Uh, Kyler Murray, also uh, Heisman Trophy Award winner from Oklahoma. He's the uh, quarterback of the Cardinals. And Jalen Hurts, also Oklahoma Heisman winning quarterback, is the quarterback for the um, Eagles. Well, so, the one we're looking for is the Browns. So, suck my crotch chop. Did you say observe your crotch chop? No. Yep. Just look at it. And you give us the, give us the whooshing sounds of your crotch chop. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some grunts you added in there. <laughs> so, then now I can say the worst teams in NFL history are the Browns, mm-hmm. the Texans, the Jaguars, the Lions. The best teams are the Patriots and the Steelers, the 49ers and the Cowboys. There you go. Those are facts. Best and the worst. Before I go back through comprehensively, I want to give you one more stat that I've been holding on to in my back pocket all night. Mm -hmm. In a commercial during Super Bowl IV in 1970, Chicago Bears linebacker Dick Butkus, oh baby, he endorsed Prestone or Prestone a brand of antifreeze, mm-hmm. stating the tagline, <clears throat> direct quote from Chicago Bears linebacker Dick Puckus, because plugging holes is my business. Yeah, it was. He plugged those holes. But Brandon, is that the first thing you think of when you think about plugging holes? I mean, do you think he was being racy? I mean, when I think about plugging holes, I'm not thinking about whatever, I guess that's referring to like gaps in the line during play. Yes. Well, I'm thinking about your butthole. Don't put words in Dick Butkus's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Dick Butkus. I think Dick Butkus definitely knew about plugging holes from the minute he was born with that name. Hell yeah. All right. Well, those top winners are the Packers, the Giants, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Patriots, the Steelers, the top losers, the Bengals, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Vikings, the Bills. And teams that have never even appeared in a Super Bowl, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Browns. 
We did it. Stats, 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 stats. I walked you through it. Get your... I held your hand and it was great. Get your sports here. We made a great team. I do have one more plug that we did cover the most popular sports in the world, as ranked by the estimated number of global fans. Do you remember that one? Yep. That was uh, back in episode 91. So, if you're looking for more sports chat from the Tennis Podcast Boys, episode 91. By the way, off topic for just a moment, but want to give a quick plug to the Anyway Whatever podcast. I was actually the special guest last week on the show. Look for episode 41 of Anyway Whatever podcast. I joined the host, Mike, and we talked about the founding, the foundation of the Tennis Podcast, working with Brandon in the real world, podcast life, as well, and we touched on other stuff too, like our favorite music and a whole lot more. It was a really fun time. I hope you'll listen. That's the anyway dot 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 whatever dot 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 podcast. You can find it on any podcast app or at anywaywhateverpodcast.com. Brandon, do you remember the alarming trend happening right now where our podcast reviewers are starting to speak out and demand your head on a platter, so to speak, that they don't want you hosting the show anymore? Oh, I didn't notice that. No. Well, it's happened. Remember, it started with Thomas on Patreon. He left the review that said, Nick is a great host mm-hmm. and Brandon is just kind of there. Do you recall that? I, d- I recall that he said that, yeah. Do you need me to say it again to make it more clear? No. Okay. Well, he did leave a follow-up review today. Oh, great. Well, not today. I'm going to read it today. So, Thomas on Apple Podcast left us another review. He said, it's Thomas again. Awesome podcast. Just in case the people in the back didn't hear, Brandon is just kind of there. I said it again with six exclamation points. Okay, well, saying it twice doesn't make it correct, Thomas. Well, I think Thomas is leading the forefront of this uh, growing population of listeners, uh, this growing unrest. I'm getting pressure from sponsors, Brandon. To like Might kick need a me new off? <laughs> All right. <I> don't know. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't think you'd mind that that much. Well, Thomas, even though Brandon is just kind of there, and I agree, by the way, hey, I'm right there with you. I feel it, but I appreciate listening anyway. I do have a more positive review from Coolness Pod Ryan on Apple Podcasts. He says, This is quality edutainment. If you're looking for a podcast that's as funny as it is informative, look no further. Every episode of the Tennis Podcast covers such a broad spectrum that it's consistently exciting. You hear that, Brandon? Thomas says you're just kind of there, but Ryan says that you are consistently exciting. No, he did, wasn't specific about me at all. You're right. So, the trend continues. Well... I think the absence of, of including you in consistently exciting, one can only I think, assume... I think there's people who are listening just for me. <laughs> it's not even a very good fake laugh. You're not a good fake laugher. <laughs> Not a talented fake laugher. My fake laugh could enter a fake laughing hall of fame. Well, I immediately recognized it as fake. Okay, well, I sense a little grumpiness coming on, so maybe we should end this. Fritos is trending on Twitter. Did you know that? No. What's your favorite Fritos flavor or size or shape? Frito shape, Frito flavored, Frito size. Well, there's different sizes and shapes of flavors. Do you have a fucking favorite? Well, fucking only serial killers and sociopaths choose anything other than normal fucking ass Fritos. Well, you don't like a scoop? You don't like the scoops? Frito is already naturally scoopy. Not all of them. 
A sc- almost every scoop is. Oh my is, god! Look, it's not just about the scoop. It's about the sturdiness of the scoop. Have you seen how fucking thick a Frito scoop is? How you could dig to the goddamn bottom of a can of bean dip with it? You could fucking dig to China with a Frito with a Frito scoop chip. Yeah, there's paleontologists sometimes unearth skeletal remains of dinosaurs using Frito scoops. It's too gimmicky for me. I like the classic. You don't like a honey barbecue twist? I do, but they're not my favorite. Okay. Hot take, I guess. Well, that's Frito talk. So, now we know if you, if, you, if you haven't got this in your notes, Brandon, I took it down. Future podcast ideas for different podcasts, new podcasts. We got Dolphin Podcast, Tiger Podcast, and Frito, Frito Podcast. Talk. Yeah, Frito Talk. And that's easily hashtagable, yeah. so you know it's a win. I'm just here, my ass. Frito <laughs> Talk. Yeah. Okay. You redeemed yourself this week, but you need to start doing that consistently every week. Um, and I did forget to mention, if you want me to read your review out there, leave us a review. I'll read it in a future episode. Brandon, I'm tired and you're grumpy and you need your medicine. So, let's end this. <laughs> my medicine? I gotta eat so I can take my back pill. This has been Sports Talk on the Tennis Podcast, episode 118. And we'll be back next week with Brandon's list on sports again. Nope. Probably not, maybe. Episode 119. Do you have any uh, hints for us? Any... Uh, Your hint is not sports. Okay, got it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll be right back with the next part of this best of two-pack. It's episode number 146 from September of 2021, covering the top 10 college sports programs in America. First, though, we're going to treat you with some ads. Lucky you. We'll see you right after the break. Hey, Dr. Buster here. Did you know that some of your fellow listeners knew the topic of today's episode weeks in advance? Say what? Well, that's because they're signed up to the free Tennis Podcast newsletter. The Tennis Pod newsletter hits inboxes on the first Friday of every month, and it is the only place to get the next month's worth of episode topics in advance. Hey, that's pretty sweet. That way you know in advance when and how Nick is going to disappoint you. Plus, you can read my exclusive blog in the newsletter. That's right. Yeah, boy. And my sidekick host, Nick, will also let you in on the latest behind-the-scenes notes and tidbits about Tennis Podcasts. Get all of this and more by taking about 10 seconds to sign up. Just go to TennisPod.com slash newsletter. All we need is your email address and you are in. You can also check the show notes of this episode for a direct link. Don't waste another second. Go to TennisPod.com forward slash newsletter to sign up right now. Hola, buongiorno. Welcome to the Tennis Podcast, the show where we guess each other's top 10 lists. I'm Nick. I'm your psychic host, Brandon. Well, Brandon, I don't even know what to do with myself now because I already explained the show in the first five seconds there. You baked it right into the intro, but you also used some international greetings. Yeah. And this might not be our most internationally accessible episode because today I brought the list. This episode is going to come out, what, the second, first or second week of September? Thereabouts. uh, Yeah, thereabouts. What in America, especially in Oklahoma where we live, what season are we heading into? Fall. 
fall. True. We're he- is yeah, that we're it? Heading- the whole episode is just that? We're heading into the fall season. Another season we're heading into. The season. The, mo- the truly most wonderful time of the year. Oh, uh, the foosball season. College football season is upon us. And I know that we are not sports experts. We, despite being on a sports podcast network. Which is Blue Wire right, Podcast. Blue Wire Podcast. Neither of us are qualified to host a podcast about sports. And in many cases, neither of us are qualified to even ha- uh, uh, put together an episode on sports. Although we have done so before in various times. Yes. I don't think it would make a very accessible podcast to do top 10, you know, of very specific positions in sports or very specific sports statistic and data heavy content. Yeah, right. That's not what our fans are uh, tuning in for. They're tuning in for, you know, bullshit and a little learning. But we're going to do a little bit of both today and we're going to talk about the most valuable college football programs. Most valuable college football programs. Now, since this is a podcast that reaches listeners all over the world, I'm going to assume that when you say football, you don't mean what everyone other than Americans refer to as football. This is American football. Yeah. And in America, American football is king. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, if you ask the most devout Christians in this country, if they had to give up their church or their football viewing... I really don't know if they, I don't know if they could choose it so quickly. I remember when I was a kid, we went to a church where people were pretty hardcore about going Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday evenings. Mm-hmm. And Super Bowl Sunday was a like, was what separated the, you know. <laughs> the heathens from the. the... <laughs> yeah, the heaven bound from the true sinners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all know that the more you go to church, the more likely you are to get to heaven. Uh, well, college football programs and most valuable. Tell me what you mean by that. I mean, there's not, not a strict definition that comes with this, but there's a lot of things that factor in, in the value of a college football program. I would say one of the top things is winningness. And most of them have a number of Heisman Trophy award winners. Again, if you're not familiar with American college football, the Heisman Trophy award is awarded each year by the mayonnaise company. <laughs> no. Heisman? No, you're thinking of Hellman's. Whatever. You reveal your own ignorance. Tomato, tomato, am I right? The Heisman Memorial Trophy is awarded annually to the most outstanding player in college football. And so these teams have those. These are the teams that are also creating some of the best players in college football. Yeah. Again, value has a lot to, uh, is determined a lot by winningness. These are all very successful teams. Mm Mm-hmm but by also the size of the fan base, the marketability, and create fans who buy merch. Yep. I know that with the University of Oklahoma, anything sold that has the OU logo on it that does not specifically say like OU College of Law or OU whatever, if it just says OU, the proceeds from that go to the athletic department, which is more than just college football, uh, but... Not in Oklahoma. It might as well not be. Well, listen, if you're a newer listener, you should know that I am negative in sports knowledge. I have a decent knowledge of the NFL just because we've done a couple NFL episodes on this podcast. In fact, I I looked it up. We did the 10 most valuable sports teams on episode 17, which was dominated by the NFL. But as far as watching football, I watched the Super Bowl. That's it. And I've never watched college football. But 
Despite that, I might actually do not terrible today because being in Oklahoma where college football is right up there with godliness and cleanliness, uh, you do kind of peripherally hear people talk about it. So right. I, I, I might do okay. So that's where I'm starting from. We're going to discuss the, the 10 most valuable today, but I do have a list of the 20 most valuable here. So yeah, hit it. I'm not positive this is in the top 10. I think it could be, but since you just mentioned it, let's go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, the University of Oklahoma. University of Oklahoma is in the top 10. The Oklahoma Sooners are the seventh most valuable college football program. I knew it. My alma mater, University of Oklahoma Sooners, are valued at $885 million. Holy shit. The Sooners, as a reference to a nickname given to the early participants in the land run of 1889. I've had a, people, when I meet them and tell them where I went to college, they always ask me, what the hell is a Sooner? Well, this is what it is. In the land run of 1889, in which white people uh, took back the land <laughs> where they had pushed the yes. Native Americans, they took that back and then sold it or gave it away again to white folks who almost indiscriminately beat and murdered each other to take this land from each other. The Sooners were a nickname given to the early participants, people who snuck onto, they call them early participants instead of cheaters, uh, who initially snuck onto these unassigned lands in the future state of Oklahoma when it was open to non-native settlement. Well, why the fuck do we want to name a team after cheaters like well, that? Well, it's just fun. But no, the Sooners are a name based on cheaters. It's a fun name. Sooner? What the hell is that? Well, and it rhymes with, rhymes with Boomer. Doesn't though, really. Totally does. It does not rhyme with Boomer. You mentioned it's fun and how else, what's, isn't the best way to describe white men throughout history? Just fun. Yeah, They're just fun. Just fun guys. They love to have a good time. Sounds fun. Actually means something kind of sad and cruel. Boomer Sooner, the uh, fight song of the Oklahoma Sooners, is one of the most hated songs in college football. Now, that's not a fact I found on the internet. That's just something I know from seeing people on the internet. Every time Oklahoma scores a first down or a touchdown or the wind blows in a favorable direction, the band plays Boomer Sooner. <laughs> and So can you give us a sample? Of Boomer Sooner? Mm-hmm. i got to back away from the microphone because you can't. You can't just say it. You got to like holler it. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but it goes. God damn it, Brandon. Goes boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner. Okay, you. I'm sooner born and sooner bred. And when I die, I'll be sooner dead. Raw Oklahoma, raw Oklahoma, raw Oklahoma. Okay, you. You know, you can't see it because this is a podcast. We're not on video here, but I'm just fucking tapping my foot, nodding my head, snapping my fingers to that catchy ass beat. It gets you ready for some football. And this boomer doesn't mean anything, right? It's just a word that sounds good with Sooner. I guess so. Maybe well, it's because baby boomers. Boomer name is the name of one of the school's mascots. Boomer and Sooner are the pretty white ponies that pulled the Sooner Schooner, which is the actual school mascot. The school mascot is the Sooner Schooner. It's a covered wagon. The horses, Boomer and Sooner, as well as the Schooner, are maintained and driven by the Roughnecks, spelled R-U-F-N-E-K-S. They are a group of... When I was in school, they were a group of, like, (laughs) fucking meatheads. They're just meatheads who were having a good time, getting rowdy. They roll their sleeves up, like, almost to their armpits. They shoot shotguns after every touchdown, and they say, Woo! 
a lot. But not real shotguns, although in Oklahoma, it wouldn't be that surprising. Those are, yeah, they are shooting down in the end zone. They have these shotguns that are painted and they also have some kind of dampener or something around the muzzle. But no, they shoot blanks. But yeah, when they score a touchdown, there's like three or four guys <laughs> down there with shotguns that go... <laughs> all the same well, it's time. very on brand for Oklahoma, right? You can't yeah. even play football without fucking shooting guns. Yeah, I've been to like dozens of OU home games uh, in my life. And I guess I just didn't realize that like someone who'd never been there before, never even been to Oklahoma, it'd probably be but, like, are those guys shooting guns on the field? And yeah, they are. Well, imagine a, a, a non-American where their schools aren't being shot up by guns seven days a week, every week. Uh, would come here and be like, what? <laughs> no. Most people that are from like Europe or maybe South America where they have big soccer stadiums probably think our college football and NFL fans are like totally pussy and tame compared to the fucking knife fights I hear about in soccer stadiums. It's just sports, guys. Doesn't matter. Well, now you're going to get killed for saying that. Okay, so should I give another guess or do you have more? No, I got plenty more. This is my oh, okay. alma mater. I've got lots of great things to say about it. Um, hey, wait a minute. Did it, I, I just want to make sure, did everyone know that Brandon went to Oklahoma University? Well, I'm not sure if anyone caught that yet. Can you well, it's just one, clarify one more time? I went to the one of the most valuable college football programs. <laughs> yeah. We used to have another mascot a long time ago in the late 1800s. His name was Mex the Dog. Hmm. He wore a bright red sweater, and his job was to keep away stray dogs that roamed onto the field during the early days of Sooner football. And Mex is buried in a small casket somewhere under the existing stadium. <laughs> now that, I like that factoid. That's a good little factoid. What year range was this about when he was... Like early 1900s, late 1800s. Does the college football go back that far? Yeah. Huh. Some of the first quote-unquote national championships are in the 1890s. Does that mean that when the colleges traveled to each other to, to play against each other, they're fucking in covered wagons and shit? Yeah, or maybe Horse trains. Oh, trains. Okay. So, yeah, Oklahoma has won seven national titles post-World War II. So, I'm only, there's all these weird national titles, like I said, from the 1890s to the 20s and 30s. But I really don't think you should count national titles back when they only, like, the only people playing were white guys my size. I feel like that was practice football. <laughs> yeah. Like post-World War II, once everyone started eating a little bit better and they opened it up so that like non-white people could play as well, I feel like that's when it actually got maybe competitive and more athletic. Fair. Oklahoma's also produced seven Heisman Trophy winners. Oklahoma holds the record for the longest winning streak in college football. That streak lasted 47 games from 1954 to 1957. Yeah, well, they've always been good. I mean, as long as I can remember, the Sooners have always done pretty well. Yep. Including this year, uh, if you're listening in early September, OU should still be ranked near the top of the 25. Should be in the top 10 still. Unless something, unless the fucking wheels have fallen off. The wheels of that covered wagon mascot, you right. might say. What a dumbass mascot. Let's just have a giant fucking corn, ear of corn as the mascot in Nebraska. And may, that might even be true, <laughs> actually, now that I think about it. Is it a giant ear of corn in the, the corn huskers? I don't know. I, know. I don't think so. I don't know. They're not, in the, okay. they're not on this. Yeah. So guess another one. We don't have all day. Quit dicking around. 
So one of the rivals I sometimes hear about for Oklahoma mm -hmm. is Texas. Yeah. So is there a, I don't know, is it Texas Tech, Texas A&M? I don't know. One of those. You have tripped face first into a pile <laughs> of Longhorn shit. The long, Texas Longhorns are number one on the list. They are the most valuable college football program. Now, I'm not surprised they're on the list, but I am a little surprised that they're all the way at number one. Again, value has more to do with just winning. It's also the size of their market and the number of fans and people who are willing to like buy merch and come to games. And Yes. The Texas Longhorns, number one on the list, are valued at $1.1 billion. Wow. Where are they based? In Texas? Austin, Texas. University of Texas Austin, at Texas. Austin. Sometimes referred to the Horns. They take their name from Longhorn cattle that are an important part of the development of Texas and now are also the official large animal of the U.S. state of Texas. There, wait, there's official large animals of states? Well, le well, they just name the official whatever the fuck they want. Okay. Ted Cruz is the official medium-sized animal of Texas. <laughs> women's teams are sometimes called the Lady Longhorns, but generally the men and women's teams are referred to as Longhorns. Their mascot is a Texas Longhorn steer named Bevo. They, they are the University of Oklahoma's rivals. Uh, another quote from the wise sage Brian the Boz Bosworth, former linebacker for the University of Oklahoma in the 80s. According to him, burnt orange makes me puke. Okay. Burnt orange and white being the colors of the Texas Longhorns. They meet each year in the Red River Shootout. They've changed it to be Red River, Rival Red River Rivalry, so we're not talking about guns, but yeah. it's shootout. But it's Oklahoma and Texas, so there's guns somewhere. Which is ranked the third greatest rivalry uh, by college football coaches. Texas is ranked fourth in NCAA Division I football history. They have four national championships that they claim post-World War II, three Big 12 championships. They play in Texas Memorial Stadium, seats 101,000 people. Holy shit. It's the fifth largest. For college football. Yeah. Their unofficial mascot is Matthew McConaughey, which I'll admit, their unofficial mascot of Matthew McConaughey, who gets to come to all their games, is a lot better than University of Oklahoma's unofficial mascot of fucking Toby Keith. Are you sure you're really going to take Matthew McConaughey over the guy who's going to put a boot in your ass? He's at the sidelines of every single game. Toby Keith is? Yep. Stupid. Don't like him. Toby Keith, I know you're a listener to the show. Thank you for listening, but you're stupid. Interesting thing about Texas that I never heard anyone else talk about. When I was going to school, the quarterback at Texas was this guy named Major Applewhite. Isn't that super fucking close to Marshall Applewhite? I was just thinking I was about to make a Heaven's Gate joke, but... yeah. Nobody at ESPN ever brought this up to him. I realize it has nothing to do with football and he would be complete. He probably had no fuck. Well, he had to have some idea because their what names are so name? major. major. So they both have names that are like military ranks, Marshall and Major. Huh. Yeah, you're right. Applewhite. But were Major Applewhite's eyes as fucking soul piercing as Marshall Applewhite's? No. He and did he cut his dick off like Marshall did? No, he had the dull eyes of a typical jock. <laughs> Great. That's it. Okay. Texas sucks. You only think Texas sucks because you, were, you happened to be born somewhere else. That's the extent of it. 
hey, I get it. That's part of the fun of sports. <laughs> I get it. I know that they don't actually suck, but that's part of the fun. Well, I, I know that you are joking around, but some people are like willing to kill people yeah. <laughs> for this shit. One of my first exposures to like violent fan bases, I was, a, I think, a sophomore or a junior in college and we went down to Dallas uh, where the OU Texas game is played each fall. Texas, they call it the Texas OU game. But the tradition is that the Friday night before the game, everybody from both schools goes down to downtown Dallas to the West End to drink and party and stuff. And then there's also a lot of people who definitely don't go to any college at all who <laughs> yeah. are just there to rep the team and start shit. And that is who I saw the majority of starting fights. And the fights would always start out with like, you'd walk by with your friends and you'd see this group of like maybe three or four guys in OU shirts surrounded by like 25 guys in Texas shirts who were all in unison yell, yelling at him, oh, you sucks, oh, you sucks, oh, you sucks. So like it's they, so caveman, like I hate that shit. They put him in the mush pot in the middle and just yell, oh, you sucks, until those guys are finally like, fine, we suck. And then if you walk, I'm not shitting you, 20 yards down the street past like drunken co-eds and people barfing in the street and frat boys screaming, there's another group and it's like three or four guys in Texas shirts or jerseys huddle together and they're surrounded by like 25 OU guys who are all going, Texas sucks, Texas sucks, Texas, and doing like yeah. the horns down very vigorously at them. <laughs> yeah, it's like your point, like at least you went to Oklahoma University, so you have a logical sense of loyalty, but... I don't know what the 70 to 80 to 90% of the people that are so vigorously in love with these teams didn't go to college, period. So, whatever. <laughs> I don't get it, but that's just me. Who's an eye opener? A team I always hear the name thrown about a lot, which again is the foundation of my guessing here, just what I fucking hear from other people. Uh, I hear the name Alabama said a lot. Mm -hmm. Is that in the top 10? Yeah, do you know the school mascot of Alabama? Is Alabama the uh, Roll Tide something, right? Is that Alabama? Yeah, they say Roll, Roll Tide is their cheer. They are the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, Crimson. And they are it. number three on the list. Are you impressed with me so far? Come on. I am impressed with this less than pedestrian level of college football knowledge. Yes. Great. I didn't think you had this. This minor level of knowledge, I didn't even think you were capable of. So, yes, I am impressed. I'm full of surprises. It's all relative. The Alabama Crimson Tide is valued at $1 billion. Just like us. Their head coach is Nick Saban, who has led the Tide to six national championships over his tenure. That one coach has led them to six national championships. Yeah, big deal. Big whoop. They hand those things out like candy, those championships. The Crimson Tide is among the most storied and decorated football programs in NCAA history. Do you remember when Forrest Gump went to college? Yes. Did he go there? He went to Alabama. I love that scene in Forrest Gump. He would have been a fucking powerhouse running back uh, back in the 60s. Sure. The name Crimson Tide, it goes back to the late 1800s. Early newspaper accounts listed Alabama as 
quote, the varsity or crimson white. Headline writers began to reference the team as the thin red line sometime around the turn of the century. But that name no longer seemed accurate in 1907 when Alabama, in a sea of red mud, held strong against a heavily favored Auburn team for a 6-6 to tie. This is back when a fucking game could end in a 6-6 to tie. Then the Birmingham Age Herald reportedly described that Alabama team as a crimson tide. So they were crimson, but now in this sea of mud, they were the tide that held them back. Alabama and Auburn actually didn't play again until 1948, so almost 50 years. Another, almost another... How'd that happen? Sorry, 41 more years till they played again. I thought you play the same team every year. Like once a year at least, right? I don't know what the deal was. Now, their other mascot, their actual, like, you know, costumed character is uh, Big Al the Elephant. Big Al the Elephant. Mm-hmm. How many teeth is he missing? Uh, I don't know if he has, I don't think he has any teeth. While Big Al is allowed to do some planned photo ops with other mascots, like Obby the Tiger from rival Auburn University, Big Al the Elephant, per university rule, is generally not allowed to interact on the field with opposing mascots. This is due to an incident in 2002 that took place between Big Al and Seymour from Southern Miss during a game. Seymour. <laughs> During a game in Tuscaloosa. Now, let me look up Seymour. I think Seymour is... Seymour has got to be some kind of man-shaped thing. A man-shaped thing? I don't think he's an animal. I think he's... Yeah, well, I was going to say, if these schools are looking for a mascot in the form of a big man thing, just tell them to call me. Am I right? Seymour. Oh, Seymour is a... Uh, he's a bird. He's a golden eagle. <laughs> Great. Okay. So you can imagine this. It's Big Al the Elephant and Seymour the Golden Eagle. Oh, Seymour. Eagles can see more. That's cute. So this game is at Tuscaloosa. It was at Southern Miss. And a fight was scripted before the game between the mascots. Yeah. And the rules were that Big Al would lose the fight in front of the visitor section. And then Big Al would dominate in front of his student section. But then the fight... <laughs> turned real (laughs) the fight turned unscripted after seymour deviated from the set rules and a raucous fight on the sidelines between the two ensued (laughs) but i like how we're talking about them as if they are the mascots and not just fucking college students in a costume getting pissed at each other big al was like all right now it's my turn to dominate you know Chill out, dude. I'm supposed to be dominating. It's Seymour's like, fuck that. I keeps it real. So who won, though? The unscripted fight. I don't know. I don't know. Big Alice sometimes joined by a female counterpart named Big Alice. Oh, baby. So maybe Big, maybe Big Alice jumped in. You know, they, they were fucking that night. Big Al and Big Alice. <laughs> they, were having, they were having their own little roll tide. Am I right? She's like, I can't believe what you did to Seymour. <laughs> That's how a girl elephant talks. That's probably why they fought because Seymour was probably being a, you know, hitting on her before the game. (laughs) I like that big bitch you came with. (laughs) Alabama claims 18 national titles, 13 of those in the wire service poll era, uh, which is that post-World War II era, and three Heisman winners, not as many as Oklahoma's seven. You had to throw that in, huh? I'm going to do that all throughout. 
I don't think any of these colleges have as many Heisman Trophy winners as the University of Oklahoma. Are you ready for another guess? Yes. What about something in Michigan? Well, like Michigan? I don't know the school names or mascots, but Michigan. Do you know what the colors are for Michigan? Do, like, do you know what their uniform looks like? Usually, no. if I think of a school, the first thing I think of is like, kind of like their colors and what a uniform looks like. You don't know that either? Is it brown and no. darker <laughs> brown? No. They're the blue and maize, a very specific shade of yellow. The Michigan Wolverines are the fourth most valuable college football program. Knew it. The Michigan Wolverines, number four, are valued at $924 million. They have no uh, mascot. I mean, they're the Wolverines, but they don't have an actual fucking Wolverine on the field. I don't understand. Then what's the point? Nor do they have a man or woman in a Wolverine costume, which I think is a huge mistake. That would be a really fun yeah. thing to have. I think that's like for most people who aren't into sports, like the mascot's probably one of the most fun things that they could see there. Yeah, especially with the prospect of mascot on mascot violence happening. Oh, there's, like we just talked about. There's more of that later. Michigan has one of the most all-time wins in college football, has the most all-time wins in college football history. Uh, they're known for their distinctive winged helmet, their fight song, their record-breaking attendance figures at Michigan Stadium. Now, they only claim one national title in the post-World War II era, era. It was rather recent. They have three Heisman Trophy winners. Gerald Ford, who later became the 38th president of the United States, started at center for the University of Michigan and was voted most valuable player by his teammates on the 1934 team. Wow. A cuss of brain damage actually explains a lot about Gerald Yeah, Ford. right. Listener of the show. Michigan Stadium is nicknamed The Big House. Its official capacity is 107,601. I just can't is... believe so many people go to watch just a normal-ass, regular-season college football game <laughs> in one city. It's just crazy. It has hosted crowds in excess of 115,000. Crazy. It's fun. There is no atmosphere like college football game day in a you know, college town. If you were bringing someone over from overseas and wanted to show them like this is some of these are some of the most like fun and uniquely American things you would take them to a college football tailgate and game and University of Michigan is probably one of the like like especially during the fall it actually looks like fall there unlike in Oklahoma where things just turn everything is just brown and dead like <laughs> in a yes. weekend um, they actually have like a long fall so it you know, people are wearing jackets and sweaters to games and getting drunk and eating sausages and then going inside and cheering and then going home and yelling at their kids. Well, you mentioned that would be a great thing to take a, you know, someone from out of the country to, to show them what an American experience is like. But once they got to the game and saw there's no Wolverine mascot, I don't know. It just hit me like a fucking bolt of lightning. Their mascot should be Wolverine, the 90s Wolverine from the X-Men. No. He wears yellow and blue. Nope. And he's badass. Marvel, right? Yeah, Marvel won't allow that. How awesome would that be if they rolled out their mascot and it was as accurate portrayal as Wolverine as like you could get, like even including the movies. And it looked just like the 90s version. He was wearing yellow and blue spandex. And this guy is like five foot four, but almost 300 
pounds of pure fucking hairy muscle <laughs> with giant fucking claws. They should hire Hugh Jackman to just come be the Wolverine every single game. I think Hugh Jackman was good as Wolverine in those movies, but Wolverine is supposed to be short and like just fucking stacked, built. The next person they hire for Wolverine better look like, better look like a little... Danny DeVito. Better look like an anvil with arm hair. Get Danny DeVito to do it. The Wolverine, the animal, is a muscular carnivore and a solitary animal. This, this is why they're fucking up because it's such a great opportunity for a mascot. The Wolverine yeah. has, it has a reputation for ferocity and strength out of proportion to its size with the documented ability to kill prey many times larger than itself. So it's like, you know, the scrappy underdog who kills shit that's bigger than it, yeah. it is. I wonder if it was on our list of the strongest animals, remember? I don't remember. I don't remember it being on there. So that's it. University of Wolverine, uh, University of Wolverines. Michigan. That would be better. Michigan at number four. Okay, so let me try to think of other school. Oh, you mentioned one, Ohio. The Buckeyes. That one I know. Well, it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. And they will make sure that you know that is the Ohio State University. Buckeyes are number two on the list. Wow. I'm five out of five. They are worth $1 billion. The Ohio State Buckeyes program is worth, named after the colloquial term for people from the state of Ohio and after the state tree, the Ohio Buckeye. Now, what is a Buckeye? Well, I'm about to tell you. This, okay. The tree is just called a Buckeye tree. But Buckeye, the mascot, is a nut. He's, buck, he's a Buckeye nut. Hmm. And his name is Brutus. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I put together something for you okay. about Brutus. And we'll have to share these images along with the podcast. And maybe, maybe in the podcast notes, you can put a link to this imager album. Okay. I'm going to paste this link to you uh, in Facebook Messenger. Go take a look. And we're going to take a quick look through the history of Brutus Buckeye and his appearance. Oh my God, this first one. He is terrifying. So he <laughs> yes. debuted like in 1965, they rolled out this thing. He's a nut. A buckeye is just a round, shiny, brown nut that comes off of this tree. So they pulled this thing out. It's a haunting face made out of like paper, put on paper mache. Wow. It looks like it is a fucking absolute nightmare. <laughs> As you scroll down, and by the late uh -huh. 60s, they rebuilt... Brutus the Buckeye into uh, out of fiberglass, which is fucking heavy. And he was round and he has a cute kind of cute face with a smile. If you go to the next picture, though, you'll see that it, the mouth, the smile could also be switched out or flipped oh. upside down when the team was losing. So Bucky could look sad. Now that is cute. That's a good idea. Ohio State was behind. But then notice, hang on, before you move on, mm -hmm. the guy wearing that giant thing on his head is wearing like you know, suit pants. He's wearing slacks and loafers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you scroll down the next photo. In 1975, <laughs> they made a mistake. I don't know how else to describe this thing. It looks like a cross between Popeye and a turd. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. It is brown, shiny, all crunkly bumply all over and he's got one eye closed one eye open kind he's of winking. a smirk a sneer yeah he's winking but it looks just like a 
piece of shit Popeye. It's bad. It scared everybody. So they immediately switched it up. And uh, 1977, they rolled out this next one. (laughs) He doesn't even have a mouth. It's just legs and and a nut (laughs) with a face. And he looks worried. He has worried eyes. They gave up on the mouth that can go up and down. Too much work. But I like the... The huge contrast between the, the Popeye one and the one the one yeah, after they, that. They're all over the place in the 70s with Brutus. And then the, the final one, by the early 2000s, they rolled out the current lovable, absolutely vacant stare of yes. Brutus Buckeye. It's still, well, like if you were to take that, the current version of Brutus the Buckeye mm-hmm. and like convert it into, you know how sometimes you'll see art online of when they, when they make the Simpsons characters look like what they would really look like if they had that body structure as a human. Yeah. They do that with uh, Pokemon and sometimes SpongeBob, I've seen it. If you do that with Buckeye, it's a nut and then the, a body growing out of the nut. Yeah. The nut is the head. A human man with a nut, head of a nut. On September 18th, 2010, the Ohio Bobcats football team played the Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus. As the Buckeyes were running onto the field, Brandon Hanning, dressed as Rufus the Bobcat, saw Sean Stazen, dressed as Brutus Buckeye, leading the charge. Rufus the Bobcat failed in his initial sideswiping attempt on Brutus, losing his mascot head in the process. (laughs) Then Rufus the Bobcat, also known as Brandon Hanning, got back on his feet without the head, ran after Brutus... (laughs) jumped on his back and continued to hit the Brutus mascot in the head. Hanning was then pulled aside by security who told him to stop. Neither mascot was injured. Ohio State won the game with the final score 43-7. In a post-game interview, Hanning, the guy under Rufus the Bobcat, explained that his sole purpose in trying out to be mascot, he says, it was actually my whole plan to tackle Brutus when I tried out to be mascot, he explained. I tried out about a year ago, and the whole reason I tried out was so I could come up here to Ohio State and tackle Brutus. After the game, Hanning was terminated from his position as Ohio University's mascot, was banned from further affiliation with the school's athletic department, and he dropped out to attend Hawking College. Ohio University issued an apology stating they regret the negative effect Hanning's actions may have had on the relationship between the two schools. Did he want to tackle Brutus because he hated Brutus or because... Because of the rivalry. Not because of the person in the suit. No, he just took it. He took it too far. Hmm. Some people are too stupid to enjoy sports. Yeah, no, that's the takeaway. The Ohio State University, eight national championships in this post-World War II era, 39 Big Ten titles, seven Heisman Trophy winners. Oh, I guess they tied. University of Oklahoma. The Ohio State University Marching Band is a university marching band named for the Ohio State University. And that band, popular nicknamed the best damn band in the land, they're one of the few collegiate all brass percussion bands in the country, and they're deemed one of the largest of its type in the world. Yeah, the Ohio State University Marching Band is like their other big famous thing. They spell out Ohio on the field, they've got some dickhead that dots the I. (laughs) Dickhead. The best damn band in the land. Have they not met the Beatles? They were a band. Yeah, no shit. Well, I have another guess if you're ready. Yeah. Another school I hear about a lot is Florida. University of Florida Gators are not in the top 10. They're 11th on the list. Hey, Paul. That's the first guess of the day that wasn't in the top 10. So 
deserve a little credit here. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not giving it to me, but... I'm probably not going to do that. Let me go with one I'm less sure about. How about Kentucky? No, University of Kentucky is not. They're a basketball school. No, I don't think you're ever going to see them in the top 20 of nothing football. Okay, so we just lost all of our Kentucky listeners. Thank you for that, Brandon. Why don't I go next to... Hmm. It's got to be these southern states. That's uh, Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs are number six on the list. There you go. Now, tell me they have a, a Bulldog mascot, please. They do have a Bulldog mascot. The Georgia Bulldogs are valued $891 million. Their female athletic teams are sometimes referred to as the Lady Bulldogs. Why do they do that? They're just Bulldogs. Ah, that's kind of cute. Bulldogs can be male or female. Their official mascot is an English Bulldog named Ugga. <laughs> Ugga, you know, UGA for University of Georgia. Uh-huh. And then they also have a costume character version of Ugga uh, named Harry Dog. Now that I don't like. One of my favorite jokes involves Ugga the dog. Would you like to hear this joke? Please. So two rednecks go to a universe. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy the premise already. <laughs> two rednecks go to a University of Georgia football game. And they're sitting there in the stands. And I look down at Ugga the dog. He's on the sidelines. And he's got his leg up and he's licking his balls. And he's like, you know, really lovingly mm-hmm. licking on his balls. One of the rednecks is just staring at him. And he goes, shoot, man, I wish he'd do that to me. And the other redneck looks at him and goes, what? That dog would bite you. That's it? That's the joke. I don't get it. What's, what is it? What's the joke? The joke is that the redneck is not like disgusted that his friend <laughs> wants a dog to lick his balls. The joke is, be careful, the dog will bite you. <laughs> oh rednecks uh, it's mostly just uh, an excuse to use that accent Alga officially becomes part of the team uh, through a ceremony on the f- I love this on the football field before a game so like you know if Uga dies they're on like the 10th Uga now if Uga dies the new Uga comes out and they have a ceremony before a game the head coach officially na- welcomes the next Uga by placing the well-known spiked collar onto the bulldog. Uga X, our current Uga, received his collar on November 21st, 2015, before the Georgia Southern game. Uga travels with the team, and he stays in the same hotel as the players in his own room. Yeah, he travels with the team and stays in a hotel. Well, he doesn't have his own room. I mean, surely there's a person staying in the room there with him, right? This dog can't take care of itself. Someone's got to let it go pee-pee and tee-tee. And uh uh-uh, and then someone's got to feed him. (laughs) Try to get him to lick their balls. (laughs) Georgia has one national title post-World War II and two Heisman Trophy winners. Only one title Mm -hmm. since World War II. That's not very many. Nope. I could get a title since World War II, I bet. So you have one, two, three, four teams left in the top Mm ten. They are all southern-ish teams except one is located right in the goddamn middle of Indiana. Okay, so then Indiana is my guess. No, no. What do you mean, no? The University of Indiana is not in the top 20. They do not have a good football team. But you said Indiana. Yes, I did. There are other colleges with football teams located in Indiana. But I don't know them. I don't know the name of the college. Okay. Well, then guess some more in the south. There's also a college located in Alabama that is in the top 10. 
Let me give another guess first. How about Arkansas? Arkansas is number 16 on the list. How about Louisiana? Do you mean Louisiana State University? Yes. The LSU Tigers are number nine on the list. I knew it. I don't know nothing about University of Louisiana, but LSU Tigers, number nine on the list. I know enough about them to know I don't like them. (laughs) And they're valued at $727 million. They are college football's grossest and rudest fans. Tigers and Lady Tigers are athletic teams representing Louisiana State University, located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Their mascot is Mike the Tiger. Mike the Tiger is a literal live Bengal tiger. And where does he stay between games? I'm going to tell you. The tiger lives in a habitat built next to the stadium. It's like one of the biggest and best like tiger habitats uh, you can get. So the tigers do have a good habitat. They used to put them in like a cage and put them outside the visitor's locker room to like intimidate them. But they don't make the tiger get out of habitat at all anymore. He doesn't come out on the field? I don't think so. I don't think they disturb the tiger by making him like come out and do tricks well, look, and shit. I mean, I'm fully in favor of not disturbing the tiger, but I yeah. don't understand why you even have the tiger at all if you're not going to... I mean, if well, you're not going to put it in yeah. a, a trot it around. Yeah, I know. They have like some fucker in a, in a costume. They have four national titles. Two Heisman Trophy winners. They have ugly purple and gold colors. They always wear white football jerseys at both their home and away games, bending, uh, some would say breaking, the NCAA rule that requires home teams to dress in a color while the visiting team wears white. Uh, Just another reason why they are horrible cheaters. Wow. Head coach Les Miles also eats grass. What do you mean? During the game, he bends down to the field and he picks up a couple pieces of grass and he puts them in his mouth in between his lip and his gums, like dipping, and he eats the grass from the field. Isn't it like turf grass? Well, if it's natural grass, he, he'll eat it. I don't know if he's eating turf or not. I guess he can do whatever he wants if he keeps winning. You know how I know they're a good team? Because you don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them. Had a bad Sugar Bowl experience with the LSU Tigers. There is another team that is the Tigers on the list, although that probably isn't going to help you. A team from Alabama whose name is the Tigers. I have no idea, man. The Auburn Tigers are number eight on the list. Tricked you. Here's my guess. Auburn Tigers. University of Auburn Tigers. Do you know who the most famous athlete to go to the University of Auburn was or is? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson didn't go to college anywhere. I don't even know if Mike Tyson graduated fucking junior high. I don't know. Unbelievable athlete. Mythical led athlete. Like, they tell legends about him as if he was... Joe Montana. No, Bo Jackson. Ah, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is one of the most famous Auburn alumni. I think Charles Barkley went there too. Auburn Tigers mascot is Obby. The anthropomorphic tiger. I think Obby is the weakest name for a, a, a mascot. No, I was just about to say I like it. I think it sounds really weak. Like, Obby sounds like somebody you can hold down and give him a noogie anytime you wanted. It's better than fucking Ooga. 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 They have two national titles post-World War II, three Heisman Trophy winners, including Mr. Bo Jackson. Their colors are blue and burnt orange. Legend has it, Auburn's first football game in 1892, 
showdown with the University of Georgia, an old Civil War soldier sat in the stands with an eagle he had found in battle. What? Like, just stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's their first football game in 1892. Yeah. They were playing the University of Georgia and a fucking <laughs> Civil War soldier is sitting there. He has a fucking eagle with him. And it's not just any eagle. It's an eagle that he found during a Civil War battle. Everything about that, I have like 150 questions. Yeah, None where's the eagle? Answered. Is it sitting on his arm? I guess. During the game, the eagle broke free. <laughs> From what? From what? Yes, that's my question. But an eagle is just free by nature. They, during the game, the eagle broke free and soared over the field, inspiring fans in attendance to chant, War Eagle. It has now become... <laughs> It has now become tradition for an eagle to soar across the stadium before the start of each football game, and the cry "War Eagle" now functions as a greeting in the Auburn community. I love these fucking Stone Age people in the 1800s. They see an eagle, and they saw, they all look at each other, and like if this was a movie, some dramatic music would start. War like, Eagle. <laughs> I love it. We should start our podcast with a battle cry like that. Yeah. Well. That's it. That's all about Auburn. They got a war eagle. So there's one in Indiana mm-hmm. and there's the other one that I'm missing. I'm missing two. The other one is in the south though still? I think this is the south. The one in Indiana is in South Bend, Indiana. I, I just don't know. I don't know. It's featured in the movie Rudy. I haven't seen it. The South Bend sloths. I don't know. I just don't know. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, Notre Dame. I didn't know that was in Indiana. It's in South Bend, Indiana. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish are number five on this list. They're the fifth most valuable. Do they have an angry Irishman? Yes, they do. Notre Dame Fighting Irish valued at $913 million are one of the only 16 universities in the U.S. that play Division I football and have a Division I men's ice hockey team. Their school colors are gold and blue. Their mascot is the leprechaun. <laughs> Love it. It was founded November 23rd, 1887 with, with football in Notre Dame, Indiana. The Fighting Irish is the best mascot in football based on a racist stereotype. Do you know the, the Fighting Irish mascot? You know like what it looks like? Yeah. Is that the one where it's, you know, it's a little leprechaun and he's got his yeah. fists up? He ha- like he's, he's yeah. got his dukes cocked like he yeah. is ready to throw fisticuffs. It is a drunk fighting Irishman. Mm-hmm. And I well, love it. Sense. I love it that they still have it. Isn't, Isn't it better it, that you have a fighting Irishman on your side rather than a fucking nut that fell off a tree? Because I feel like the Irish can embrace that kind of thing. You know, like with a team like the Redskins, it's hurt. Yeah, it's hurtful. You're saying your skin is red. You are an other. Their skin is also not actually fucking red. It's a racist stereotype and they mm-hmm. there's, you know, I, they're so oppressed and still so oppressed. I could see how, you know, you'd be like that. This hurts me every time I see you guys parading around in it. Can you please come up with something else? Same thing with the uh, Cleveland Indians mascot that was just changed. He had enormously large teeth <laughs> and just looked ridiculous. But the fighting Irish, they're basically making a joke of, yes, we drink a lot. Yes, we fight after we drink. Sometimes we fight without drinking. This is us. This is who we are. Let's all laugh at it together. Well, it is a leprechaun, to be fair. Yeah. It's not an Irish person. It's a leprechaun. The Irish do be drinking and fighting, though. 
The Fighting Irish logo was designed by sports artist Theodore W. Drake in 1964 for 50 bucks. Wow. The Fighting Irish logo features a side view of the leprechaun with his fists up, ready to battle anyone that comes his way. He was once depicted with a bottle of whiskey by his foot. (laughs) Now that's crossing the line. (laughs) See? No, it's not. I think that's great. I think it's great when you can say like, yes, this is a funny stereotype about how everyone in my family and everyone I grew up with are alcoholics. (laughs) (laughs) But alcohol awareness led to that being dropped. The live version is a student who is chosen annually at tryouts and they dress in a cutaway green suit and an Irish country hat. Leprechaun brandishes a shillelagh and aggressively leads cheers and interacts with the crowds, uh, supposedly bringing magical powers and good luck to the Notre Dame team. I've always been a fan of the word shillelagh. It's just a fun word. It is. Uh, it's a fun one to read, a fun one to say. 11 national titles claimed by Notre Dame, eight of those post-World War II. They have seven Heisman Trophy winners. And yeah, that's it. Well, listen, if you're going to have a racist mascot, that is one of the better ones to have. Yeah, a drunk, a drunk fighting guy. Because ev- everybody... he's, he's going to fight for you. Because everybody in the stadium can cosplay as that. They're all drunk fighting guys. Don't I'm you? I'm Irish. I'm drunk and I'm fighting. I'm in the spirit. These peaceful animals like the... <sighs> Wolverine? The, well, what was the ones that fought? Well, it was the, the, the Buckeye long... and... Okay, well, the Buckeye is a nut, but the Longhorn... <laughs> is a peaceful cow. The wolf, wolverine's not peaceful. Bull, uh, the bulldog is peaceful. They're all... I've never seen a bulldog that wasn't chill. Well, I just mean the mascots that we talked about that were fighting. But meanwhile, you have this fighting Irish mascot fighting's in the name. And he's not fighting anybody. He can control himself like a professional. I appreciate that. I respect it. All right, so, so you got one left. left. Number 10. Yeah. To be honest, I am not certain that this state is classified as in the south or not i'm gonna look it up uh is it missouri no virginia virginia is definitely in the south no there's no no virginia tech no virginia schools are in the top 20 let me read you the the ones in the top 20 you haven't heard yet okay 20 is michigan state spartans number 19 washington huskies 18 iowa hawkeyes 17 south carolina gamecocks 16, 8, Arkansas Razorback, 15, Nebraska Cornhuskers, 14, Wisconsin Badgers, uh, 13 is the Penn State Nittany Lions, number 12, Texas A&M Aggies, and number 11 were the Florida Gators. Oh, Tennessee? Tennessee. Do you know what the mascot is for the University of Tennessee? It's one of the hardest to remember, I think, because it's not, it's not an animal or something that you can like immediately look to and recognize. Kind of like Sooners. You're like, what the hell is a Sooner? I'm trying to think. I, I can't. Is it the Tar Heels? Is that a thing? No, that's the uh, Carolina, North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, I don't know what it is. Tennessee Volunteers. Well, that's a stupid Vols. fucking name. It's one of the ones where I'm always like, yeah, I mean, if you grew up in Tennessee, it probably sounds normal. Same thing if you grew up in Oklahoma, Sooner sounds normal. But Vols and Volunteers doesn't, uh, doesn't quite strike me. Tennessee Volunteers are the 10th most valuable college football program. The Volunteers and Lady Volunteers are the 20 male and female varsity intercollegiate athletic programs represented by the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
They're all called the Volunteers, with the exception of the women's basketball team. Those are the Lady Vols. <laughs> I hate that. Just, again, they're all Volunteers. Volunteers is normally shortened to Vols. Those names come from the nickname of Tennessee, the Volunteer State. Super exciting. Volunteer. Which, again, what does that even mean? The, why is it the Volunteer State? I don't know. It probably means like they volunteered to serve in the Civil War. I forgot to mention, Tennessee Vols were $726 million. The colors are orange and white. They have a very distinctive orange color in their uniforms uh, that they also replicate in the end zones on their field with a distinctive orange and white checkerboard pattern, which I actually really like. I think that's a cool thing to do on their field. Their mascot of the Tennessee Vols is a blue tick hound named Smokey. And then there's also a costume version of Smokey as well. I accept it. They have four national titles post-World War II. They have no Heisman Trophy winners from the University of Tennessee, but they do boast Peyton Manning, quarterback Peyton Manning, among their alumni, Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was a Heisman finalist. He lost to Charles Woodson. You said Charles Manson was a star football player, Heisman Trophy winner? You know, I've heard about the Manson family a lot. I never knew that. Charles Woodson, very different man. Okay. Very different man. Charles Manson could have been a good candidate to play uh, the Wolverine character that you were talking about. You know, the shorter Wolverine. He's too wiry. He's short and scrappy. No. But he is wiry. He's short, but he's got to be thick and built. Yeah. Tennessee Vols. Number 10 on the list, and now you've done it. I did it. You got to admit, for someone who hasn't watched more than five continuous minutes of college football in his life, you not hung too in bad. there. Yeah. Not too bad. You hung in there. So, though, that top 10 of the most valuable college football programs, again, were the number 10, Tennessee Vols, number nine, the LSU Tigers, number eight, the Auburn Tigers, number seven, Oklahoma Sooners, number six, Georgia Bulldogs, number five, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, number four, Michigan Wolverines, number three, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Number two, the Ohio State University Buckeyes. And number one, the Texas Longhorns. And you know, when you look at this top 10, let's see, seven, maybe eight of the top 10 are all Southern colleges, which is interesting. It's like when you go more north in the US and especially in Canada, but even in the US, the more north you go, the more hockey is kind of prominent. Um, And the more south you go, football. Oh yeah. Something to get drunk and yell at. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could correctly guess that list. Well, Brandon, I'm feeling very invigorated to go lift some weights and yell at my neighbors and get drunk and watch some college football. I had a beer while we were recording this just to get in the spirit. Before I go do that and get myself arrested, let's at least get through some podcast reviews. First one I have here comes from Steve2020. That's Steve on Apple Podcasts. He said, love this kind of podcast. Fits right into my listening with shows like Stuff You Should Know and Stuff to Blow Your Mind. Great information that's got an adult twist. <laughs> Very likable host. Yeah. <laughs> we can think of a few adult twists if they really want it. Very likable host to have good chemistry, subscribe, learn, and laugh. Thank you. That was good. Now, this is maybe my, my favorite review yet, the next one. Okay. This comes from the Jerry Room podcast on Apple Podcast, the, the host of that show. They left us a review and it said, this show is great from beginning to end. These two are great together. You must subscribe now. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it sounds like an emergency broadcast bulletin. <laughs> I was thinking like a Russian military person. You must subscribe now. 
period. But I agree. Maybe something you'd hear over like at a number station after the creepy <laughs> piano music stops playing. Right. <laughs> Subscribe now. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you for the reviews. And if you want me to read your review, write a review. All right, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Brandon, episode 150 is quickly approaching. What should we do? Hmm. We got to do something. Maybe that's where we could unleash the real adult twist. Start twisting our dicks? <laughs> I mean, Steve2020 said this is a show with an adult twist. We got to live up to our uh, reputation. What, as soon as it said adult twist, I just thought about like twisting, <laughs> twisting a flaccid dick and just going like, ah! <laughs> a flaccid dick. God damn. All right, well, let's not do that. We'll think of something good, but if you do have an idea, hit us up on social media at TennisPod, or you can email us at TennisPod at gmail.com. Almost impossible to twist a hard one. I disagree. It's possible. It hurts more for the person being twisted. <laughs> if you can get enough torque on that dork, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, torque on that dork. Wow. All right, that might be a t-shirt idea. All right, let's end this thing. We'll be back next week with episode 147. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Thank you. A quick reminder, the new bonus episode is out now where I answer listener questions. You can listen right now at tennispod.com slash plus or within the Apple Podcasts app. Don't miss it. I will know if you miss it.